With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption and logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com slash insights. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hi! (laughs) What you're about to witness is the drunkest no, no, two no, two i was gonna say this is not the drunkest episode because this is part one of a double episode yes of the two drunkest, drunkest episodes, episodes of goblet of wine and that's saying something we've had obliterated episodes nothing quite a few times like nothing this. i just for the first time we just for the first time checked over the audio file of what was recorded mm. for this episode and both curled up in tiny little balls in yeah. fear yeah moral of the story don't try and keep up with like indie folk stars like indie folk stars yeah we don't should also try to keep up with people um we, we should provide lot. some context let's provide some context because so, i don't know what past hannah and charlie provided i don't think we provided a lot because they were there okay so, so the, the flight are a band. A the, band. All, all three of us, the entire throuple. Neil's not here. No, but like we, he's here in spirit. He's here in spirit. Flight are a British indie band that we all absolutely love. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, I have no context on the size of them outside mm. of our love for them. But the last venue we went to to see them was like a 6,000 plus 5,000. No, not that big. Maybe 3,000 person sold out venue. Yeah. It was, yeah, they're like, they're like of a good size and they are genuinely like one of the most talented bands in the space right now. They are absolutely like top tier. Incredible. Like we love them a lot. Like I was in there 0.5% of like top listeners on spotify last year or Uh, something. And for some reason, this this band, which we love their music, agreed to come on the podcast. Yes. And me and Charlie, what you're about to witness is what happens when two people meet someone they look up to a lot, so therefore nervously drink beforehand, context, <laughs> we did that, and then try to keep up with two men with a lot higher tolerances than us. And even I am going to put a PSA out that don't drink as much. Like, no. honestly, this was not healthy. Like... I... This worried me the next morning yeah. when I was like, ah! <laughs> Yeah. And for context, because I can't remember if we explained it in the episode, but basically they kept tweeting about Harry Potter and we kept sending it to like the Thrupple group chat being oh, like, I love Harry Potter. <laughs> this is random. So then eventually, like, I think I tweeted them as a joke, like, ha, want to come on the podcast? And they just DM'd us yeah. and we were like... And then they just sent us their private email address and we were like, cool, okay. Yeah. Uh, so then this happened. I So little thought went into this night because we were like, yeah, we're going to... They requested beer and tequila. We were like, yeah, we're going to have some beer and tequila. And then 
somehow we ended up drinking beer tequila and the 72% moonshine and just they just kept being like yeah have another shot and we were like this is Thursday we got work in the morning but just kept being like yeah another shot not even I wasn't even registering that I was doing shots I was just being past a shot doing a shot drinking beer just picture that picture picture that situation and how surreal that would feel and yeah getting that drunk that you don't remember it and then having to edit and proof listen to it with essentially no idea what you said to one of your favourite bands. Um, so I hope you all know the anxiety that we're feeling about having to actually proof listen to this. We hope that you enjoyed this as something different. It's a it's a genre of guests that we've not had before. Yeah, so I hope like, I hope you all most of enjoy our guests it. have either been people Podcasters. that we know or they've been like content creators in the Harry Potter space. Yeah, so, so this is a little bit different. I hope you enjoy, guys enjoy a it. indie band. <laughs> all of their music that will be linked below, and they are honestly just such a fantastic yeah. band. Like absolutely incredible. If you like like indie folky kind of stuff, it's amazing. Yeah. All right, you can tell this episode has been recorded on about five different occasions and many different bits because here I am already voice noting in into the intro to say, here are the new patrons we're welcoming to the Patreon team. An XOXO Gossip Girl size thank you to Shi'ar. A Forks the Phoenix size thank you to Phoenix. An Elizabeth Holmes size thank you to Elizabeth. A Becky with the good hair size thank you to Becca, who is a new producer level patron. An Arianda Grande size thank you to Adrian. A noodle size thank you to Nathaniel. An internet size thank you to Isa. A Mallard size thank you to Mallory. A Scissor Sister, size thank you to Sean. A Wisteria, size thank you to Wes, who is a new producer level patron. A Cat, size thank you to Caro. A Jeweled, size thank you to Jesse. A Gigolo, size thank you to Jen, who is upgraded. And a Wind in the Willow, size thank you to Winona. But yeah, big thank you to the guys from Flight for coming on. I don't know why you did it. I hope you don't regret it too much. But you were you were a great time, and you're welcome back if for some bizarre reason you want to come back. Goblet of wine. Shots for everyone. Mm. Yay. Yay. Would you want the tequila or the moonshine first? Definitely not the moonshine first. Okay. That's gonna... <laughs> a, whole, a whole shot of moonshine is. Cheers. 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 Okay. Oh, Potter. Genuinely vile. Goblet of wine. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. Hello. You would have already heard us do the main intro because today we have some guests on. Yeah. Do you guys want to introduce yourselves? Yeah. Go for it. Hello. I'm Nick and <laughs> I'm Will. We are from a band called Flight and we're big Harry Potter fans. Yay. Good. It's an honour. Yeah. I, I like, no one can ever understand us apart because we just have typical. Understand us. Oh, you're already drunk. Tell us. <laughs> yes. Apart. No, I already am. No, no one can tell us apart because we just have standard, slightly posh, like Southern accent. So I, I'm really glad that you guys kind of sound also vaguely similar. So no one will know. <laughs> no yeah. one will know. I'm looking directly at you and I can't tell you apart right now. Yeah, that's fine. We look precisely the same as well. Do you guys want to tell us a little bit about the band Flight to start with? Just a little oh intro. I haven't got my, I haven't brought my bio. Oh God, do you have one <laughs> oh. written down? <laughs> well, I mean, Nick and I have, how far, how, how far back do we go? Whatever, All the way. <laughs> Tell okay. us your life story. Start, <laughs> yeah. start from when conception. were you born? <laughs> where, you, where were you conceived? <laughs> I was conceived. I don't know where I was conceived. No, no, that was a joke. Done it forward. I can text my text my dad. Yeah, yeah. Find out right now. Yeah, we'll get. Well, maybe we'll get the get that knowledge revealed by the end of the podcast. Yeah. So we've been a band for a long time. You know, we put our first single out 
years ago now, horribly long ago. 2014 or something. Yeah. Like wow. When we were, we were touring with Bombay Bicycle Club around the UK, and that was scary. And we put out We Are The Rain. That was our yeah. first single. And then Light Me Up. That was yeah. our like, early indie pop time when we'd just been signed. But then we didn't, we sort of rejected all that and threw that off. And then made, <laughs> made a record in Australia that we liked. And it was quite ambitious and we spent a long time working on it. It's called The Loved Ones. And then we did a, what did we do after that? I guess we kind of toured The Loved Ones for so long that we then forgot about, what's a plane? Go bog off. <laughs> yeah, so we were touring The Loved Ones and kind of becoming a bit of a, not a new band, but like becoming ourselves. That was around 2017, I'd say. And then we made an EP called white roses with our friends the saves and then i had a catastrophic breakup and we made i didn't need really to laugh at that i'm really sorry <laughs> it's funny it's because i went Other to the gig where you first like announced that and said that's what the songs were about oh, yeah. and that's what i remember i didn't mean to just laugh at that i'm really sorry she's laughing <laughs> at your pain yeah, yeah that's fine that's what the album was all about yeah we released that and then the pandemic kind of hit yeah, and well, then, we released it during the pandemic, and then we started doing doorstep shows, and we did a doorstep gig at this yeah, very house, at this yeah. very address, which Hannah address. was really socially awkward and only told them yesterday. <laughs> I just you asked for the address like two weeks ago, and I was like, "How do I get into conversation? Like, if I just drop the address, will they remember it? Do I have to tell them they've already been here because they will remember when they I get think, to the door?" I think for your listeners, we should explain it was in the pandemic, so we couldn't perform our new record yes so you were going which was an amazing idea you were going around listeners houses and performing there was a sort of a, everyone put their name in and, and our record company just sort of at random took addresses yeah and me and neil got, was got it random, at random or were they like let's pick some in the vicinity of each other i think oh, they yeah. i think they organized of south london one day and we yeah. did south london yeah and that's, yeah that, that would have been that's that, good. the day we came to see you yeah um but that was really lovely and we even did a gig on hampstead heath with about 24 hours notice we just put it online and said we'll be there in this spot mm. and then everyone turned up mm. it was good there was hundreds of people yeah, it was amazing and yeah. it's just because everyone was starved of anything to be able to do <laughs> anything happy yeah, yeah. And we had not prepared like for a turnout of any kind we just had this tiny little speaker I don't think we were heard it was a bit like in Life of Brian when <laughs> yeah. doing the yeah doing the <laughs> the Sermon on the Mount and it just zooms back a little bit and no one can hear what he's saying. <laughs> yeah. We just made a, a couple of days ago, we just finished it, making a new album. <gasps> Yay. Okay, this is just Hannah voice noting in almost immediately just to bridge over a gap that's about to come up here where it feels like we jump really randomly between topics. This is just a section I cut out of the audio where we were explaining to Flight about the podcast, um, but you guys don't need to hear that because if you're on episode 93, I think you know all about the podcast. So this then jumps back into talking about Harry Potter. So we go from talking about Flight to talking about Harry Potter, but I cut like 10 minutes of me and Charlie talking about the podcast to them out. So that's just explaining this little jump. Here. The thing is, once you start picking holes in Potter, you do start noticing. You some, unravel if a you're hole super, I mean, yeah. is it, if you're if you're skimming, no holes. No, yeah. But once you get under the skin, there are some holes. But yeah. again, that's kind of the concept of the podcast is that we're coming back to it as adults, just like we love this thing because it meant a lot to us growing up. But holy fuck, it's shit. Yeah. Like I love it, but like it's so badly written. And don't oh, yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a big part of that's a big part of why we retrospectively love it. 
Mm. Yeah, because and, it's that and, nostalgia of it being just queer. Just to veer yeah. away for a second to the Lord of the Rings films. And I, and I am I am a fan of the books, but the way I see it is the books for Harry Potter and the films for Lord of the Rings. I like the iconic things. Yeah, or yeah. well, the things that yeah. mean a great deal to me and, yeah. and Nick. Those films are, in one sense, absolutely magnificent feats of engineering and brilliant films. Are we talking about Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings? Lord of the Rings. Lord I would never say Not that. Harry Potter. Potter. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, I was like, I just want to confirm which film franchise we're talking about. Good, yeah, yeah Lord of the Rings. Uh, but then the things that make me go back over and over and over again to the Lord of the Rings films yeah. is Viggo Mortensen's varying accents, mm. the extraordinary line deliveries from random people, the kind yeah. of uh, occasional random acts of CGI sort of mm. madness. What is the, may the Lord of the Black Land come, come forth. forth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Incredible. And yeah. yeah. And then, the, you know, and, and it's the same with the books, I think, going back to them. I, I just love how clunky her writing is sometimes. Yeah. It's, yeah. Just, it's so endearing. But it's, 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 so it's, it's it. not frilly. It's not good. But it's simple well, storytelling. It's, it's, and she does it like, it's for children. It's, for children. <laughs> it's also bordering on Hemingway, just how... Yeah, how just how stark it is. Yeah, there's no metaphor, and when sometimes the very, very occasional time where she does go into something else, it's like it sticks out like, ooh, don't. She yeah, tries no. out oh. similar and I think no and, and I think people can it's say bad. there's like something the, the writing is simplistic, but the fact of how many children it got into reading is just like an yeah, amazing feat exactly. within itself. Yeah, and it's just the best, one of the best stories ever told. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah. Like it really is. It's just it's incredible. On yeah. that note, wait, I'm but can I say something that will make you guys hate me? Just I'm to get into the actual topic. Uh, I hate Lord of the Rings. Mm -hmm. However, I love The Hobbit. This is wrong. Mm. The you films. The, the Hobbit. And the book. Well, the book Both. is fantastic. The, 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 Hobbit, books the films, films are, are bad. A little yeah. Poo -poo, yeah. I've only... In my defence, there's a lot hotter men in the films of The Hobbit than I don't want to have Hobbit. this conversation with you. <laughs> Hotter, hotter than Bloom, Mortensen. <laughs> <laughs> Others. But like, okay, but like, I know that this is like an incredibly controversial take, but I think it it's is. because it's I, one of your worst takes, and you have a lot of well, bad there's takes. Many. But like, I think it's because I've read The Hobbit and I've not read Lord of the Rings, so I watched the Lord of the Rings films, and I'm a bit like, okay. Yeah, no, you're chipping. There's away no at women, our... and I don't know what's going on. Yeah, um, yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah, but when there, there is, is no when there women. is a, when there is a woman. Their, their presence is felt. I mean, Arwen, when she first walks in with the light behind her and she feels his <laughs> wound and then gets her on the horse and then makes the wraiths wash away with the horse water. Hi, <laughs> welcome to Goblet of Wine, the yes. Lord of the Rings podcast. <laughs> like, yeah, like, I'm aware. Yeah, like, right, I, I want no, to... No, 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 it's good. <laughs> okay. I want to read Lord of the Rings because I'm sure I would then have a newfound appreciation of the films. But right now, having not read Lord of the Rings, I watch the films and I'm like... The short men are walking again. Yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> can I, watched... I just can I just move within that vein back yeah. to, 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 to the to the world of pots? Um, You're yeah. trying to move our tangents back to Potter. This is impressive how badly off yeah, tangent yeah, yeah. we've gone. Can I, can I? Yeah, can I just make one thing stated clearly <laughs> that the books meant more to me than anything ever at the time they were out. Yes. And I guess when did the first film come out? It was like the third book maybe had come out. Maybe the fourth was, was about to come out. It was 2001. Yeah, I can rely on you for all stats, can't I? You can, yes. This is amazing. <laughs> but not me, huh? <laughs> okay, so, so the first film came out around that time, the third or fourth book. Yeah. Mm. Um, so already in so deep. So deep. Oh, There's no getting out. And a bunch of me and my friends went to uh, see the film together. About, about six or seven of us. 
all equally as obsessed with the books. And our thing was, well, films are so much better than books. Films are amazing. Yikes. Films are incredible. <laughs> what a take. Like, and, 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 and books, are, this is us at 10 years old or whatever, you know. You just and, discovered the video camera. Yeah. <laughs> well, we just, didn't, you know, I was, a, I was a huge film fan at that point already. And, and it was really the only book I was reading at that time. So I was like, this is going to be incredible, this film. This is like, the books are this good. So the film... Well, it's going to be is, this and good. And we all... We, I've never been more excited for anything in my entire life. And we sat and we... And we, we watched the whole thing in complete silence. <laughs> without looking at each other at all. Just watching it. Just, just transfixed. And then we walked out the cinema. And in the car park outside the cinema, we just... We were kind of like, so what did you think? <laughs> And two, uh, two or maybe even three of our party just cried. What, actual because tears? Actual tears because they were so disappointed. Oh, that's And wait, sad. this is not the first one. Which yeah. is really magical wow. and heartwarming. Yeah, like, and bad. And bad. <laughs> yeah, but like... Magically heartwarmingly bad. So, yeah, but re- retrospectively, I could go, I could now go back and watch them and it would be a lovely, yeah, warm, no, rich yeah, courtesy yeah, yeah. hug. You, yeah. You're drunk, it's Christmas. Yeah. Like, it's always Christmas when it comes oh, to yeah. one. Yeah, it is. But, but from that moment on, I never then watched the films. Oh, wow. Wait, so you've never seen a film? I've seen the third one and the first one. <gasps> Are you joking right now? Wow. How have you lived this much of your life without... Because they're on all the I mean, time. I've caught, I'm... I've, caught, I've caught the odd one here and there, but I've never actively I would properly watched. I would pay good money to, like, sit down and just watch you watch, watch the them. fourth. <laughs> like, the just fourth, the fourth the in particular. The fourth is oh. an experience in patience. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah. sanity and sexism. Yeah. I think <laughs> that leads us on to... Yeah. Like, so the first that, question we normally ask guests... But I want to okay. ask, like, you've basically answered it, but what well, are your appearance... Uh, appearance? Uh, what are my appearances? Wow, your... Uh, yeah, the opinion question, on well, the films. Well, the question we normally ask guests is, how did you get into Harry Potter and what are your kind of, like... Yeah, how do you interact with it now? Specifically, I want to now know about the films. Yeah, how do you feel about the films? The films... I think of garbage, hot, hot trash. Yeah. Um, I, I love the books more than anything ever. I started reading them. I read them all hundreds of times. And then I went through a lull sort of my early 20s where I just kind of like left that behind me. And then mm. suddenly I started Holy listening to Stephen Fry, <laughs> Stephen Fry reading the audio books. Oh, yeah. And then I started listening to them at night before going to sleep. And then That's now what we do and, not together. Just stop making yeah. stop not together. It's your, funny. In your, in your thrapple. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And then I literally almost every night listen to the audiobooks to put me to bed because I can't sleep now unless I have Stephen Fry lulling me off yeah. to bed. Same. No, same. Yeah, My yeah, entire yeah. life yeah. I fall asleep Stephen, to the Stephen Fry's Wow. Just, his voice I didn't realise we'd replicate the two of us and put them <laughs> yeah. in the room. Just, the listeners are going to be like, um, you, you need to get guests that were different to you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think that leads us quite well into, you know, what? how did you guys discover the books? Yeah, like, how did you get into Harry Potter? One day we will start talking about this chapter. Can I have another beer? What are we shotting now? Again? Oh my God, I'm going to die. Oh, you'll be fine. We're going to die. We're talking about Potter. <laughs> Round two. Charles. Okay. Oh. Gone down the wrong way. <laughs> so I Harry Potter and the Goblin of Wine. So we have three <laughs> questions that we ask guests. Yeah. And I'm going to ask you to quick fire them based on how much pre-conversation we've done. No, that, fuck that. That we've covered a lot of it. Okay. How did you get into Potter? Yeah. What is your Hogwarts house? And then together tell us what we're drinking today. 
I got into Potter through a very inspiring primary school teacher. My Hogwarts house is Gryffindor. Yes! Um, ah. Yeah. Although secretly, Will thinks I'm a Hufflepuff. Um, and what was the last one? What are we drinking today? I'm drinking Desperados with some tequila. Yeah. And I'm already You guys said buzzing. any bottled beer and also tequila. And then at the last minute you said pints of Baileys. <laughs> From touring around America, we always, we discovered that kind of culture of you get a, instead of doing it in the English way of, which we still do, but pints of beer. Yeah. Lots of them. Which is just such a, oh, it's just such a lot to carry. <laughs> um, and then, and the, the thing in America seemed to be wherever we went, you know, not pints, either a small glass or like a bottle of beer. Sure. Mm. And then a shot of tequila. And it sort but of also, gets you like, into a their slightly... beer is water is fuck. So mm. it's like, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. hydration. Yeah. I'm actually sobering up. Dep- yeah. depends. So between depends. each bottle, you have a shot. Yeah. yeah. That would definitely get you drunk. Oh, yeah. God. It's, yeah. like, it's, yeah. pretty, it's, pretty, it's pretty instantaneous. And so. their tequila is much nicer. I got into product because my mum bought me for Christmas or a birthday, the first book. Which I still have, and it's the first edition um, Ooh, of the first book. <laughs> yeah, I think so. And and, and you then, could be a very rich man if you sold that. Do you reckon? I'm not. Maybe it's not a first edition. No, it can't be because it had already won the Smarty Prize. Ah, oh. yeah, no, it's not um, first first edition. But sorry, sorry, my cousin has the first edition, <gasps> and that was the one we initially read. But have you considered robbing him or her? Her, yeah. Or them? Um, I consider robbing her all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you um, are a musician, so. Yeah, exactly. What's that got to do? Okay, yeah. move on. We're just dirty one scoundrels. Oh, right. Yeah. No, I'm more you've got to make a living somehow, but that was a very sarcastic joke. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Don't got to the core offend of our heart. the guests. Do you remember when we <laughs> talk about guest etiquette? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, she got me the book because she was like, you won the Smarties Award. <laughs> it must be good. I uh, swear that's like most people's experience. Like it won the award and then yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, and it yeah. was it was I don't even want when when was the first book? Nineteen ninety-seven. In the seven. first episode of this podcast I said ninety-four and I've never lived it down because I can't no. edit it out because yeah. it just exists. But like it's quite funny because now the thing with podcasting is people just listen like chronologically, at least because we go to So once a week we get tweets like you said the date wrong yeah. and I'm like, I know that. Now, so, what what house are you, Will? Will's house is well. My Pottermore was Gryffindor, but but Pottermore is bollocks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I would like to give you this analogy. Okay. Please do. I like to equate the or match, if you will, the uh, four houses with the four Beatles. Neil, 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 Neil. This is how we summon him. <laughs> the way I think of the houses and, and how they're made manifest in, in people, how they like to, how like they like to do, because I think it's often unhelpful how the books portray the houses, because Slytherin is just the bad one, and mm-hmm. and Hufflepuff's the kind of crap one, and etc. So I like to kind of throw, which has been nicely parried by J.K. Rowling when she was saying Hufflepuff was her favourite. Yeah. Mm. Hufflepuff the stones. The stones. But no, she did say they were her favourite and they yeah. were yeah, like Yeah, which I do but, also think know. was a little bit of like damage control after so many people <laughs> yeah. got Hufflepuff. She was like seven books <laughs> like, they're my favourite. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I, I think I think it's more helpful to, to just equate them with the with the four Beatles. Who do you equate to which so, one? So, Here we go. Which one is the sex I, offender? Oh, they're... Ooh. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. No, I, I, I sick think, start. Um, sick man. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, I think all... Uh, yeah, I think Gryffindor has to be Paul. Because yeah. Paul is is sort of the... So brave. The front runner in a way. And he's the most prolific of the band. And he kind of held together. He's a bit self-righteous. And he's a bit like, yeah, I'm the best one. <laughs> he didn't know it. And, <laughs> and, he's the, and he's the kind of ying to the yang, obviously, of Lennon. Mm-hmm. Lennon, therefore, has to be Slytherin. Oh. Yeah. Lennon has to be Slytherin, yeah. yeah. Kind of has to um, be. And then, and then, really, Ravenclaw is a great match for George. Yeah. Because the oh, kind of, of the course cor- you're giving Ringo the Hufflepuff. Of course. <laughs> no, but this tracks. This makes total sense. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, I defy, I defy you to, to 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 rearrange. But John, it. John yeah. is John is has got the darkness. He's of the dark side. Yeah, yeah. He's, 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 because he's a. Sorry, I won't finish. Well, because that. He, <laughs> well, because he was a, he's, he was hit Cynthia. Yeah. Yeah, he was a bit of a yeah. bit of a nasty bastard. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Fully yeah. agree. Yeah. That's how I would have. The second you said it, I was thinking which way. And also, Ringo. Everyone loves Ringo. Ringo's also yeah. underrated and much loved. And that's He's a Hufflepuff. backbone. He's a spine. He's yeah. a spine of the Beatles. Hufflepuff is a spine of Hogwarts. That's a good yeah. point. I agree. And en- enigmatic, cool, bookish, clever, just a bit sexy mm. Ravenclaw for George. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember. Did you say what one you are? I don't think you did. Well, I guess I have to stick with Gryffindor. I am three to one for the person in my life. Uh, Down with Slytherin. Sorry, I wanted no. to, say, to say the geekiest thing I could put up. Yeah. 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 No, it's like Malfoy. <laughs> While Will's away, what's a good what's a good pop brown like? Because I like Slytherins, I really like Slytherin. In fact, <laughs> I have a soft spot for Draco Malfoy. He has got the best sick burns in the whole of no, the. Does he? No, he's got some sick. No, burns. he doesn't. His, no, his he doesn't. Insults his insults are, like, are the worst. His, his insults. He's are like awesome. your mum is fat and you're poor. Yeah. Scarhead. <laughs> That's so awesome. Is that? Is that? What's the one he says when he sees the blast and the scroots or flubberworms for the first time? He says, What are they? What is the point of them? <laughs> which I always thought was such a good one, such a good burn. It's just like, and Hagrid's like, That's for next lesson. Which I thought he, he one, outwitted Hagrid yeah, in, in But when one he's just burn. like, Your mum's fat three times <laughs> yeah. over, and like, you're just like, Oh, JK Ron, do you want to call it on the fat phobia? Yeah, like, yeah. Call it, no, no, call no, no, it. no. That's true. Yeah. yeah, no, no, it's not not for the modern not for the modern day like burns. Oh, speaking yeah. of which, let's get into chapter five. Not for oh, the modern audiences. And it's like let's let actually start on the chapter. Six minutes into this recording, <laughs> let me start on an excess. And you, the of problem phlegm. is you can't you can't cut out any of the intro because it's all gold. It's all gold. That, let's, I need, let's, let's, let's I'm really sorry. Let's, as let's, the one that's pulling the notes together, I need a wee. So <laughs> okay. Does that mean we should that's do another cats. shot while she's gone? Do we want to try the moonshine? Oh. Well, you, are you going to do it without me? No, we'll pour you one. You do it afterwards. Well, I could have a dribble of moonshine. I could have a dribble of moonshine. <laughs> Harry Potter. I think we're going to release this as like unreleased <laughs> flight music. Yeah, yeah. Well, do, do, do a Potter song. Good. Do, an yeah, ori- yeah. do an original. How about Harry Potter? Just write something it's on like, the spot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Composing a wizard. Oh, I'm videoing you. Voldemort. Sweet Lady Voldemort. Anyway, you're dropping your phone. Oh my god, the fucking mic friends come on. It really is a drunk podcast. No, no, no. We are actual episodes. This really is a drunk podcast. 
Dobby is a lovely little house. Lovely little house. Dobby is a lovely little house. Slave. That's what we call Mother Goblin of Wine. Gonna get a million lessons while we're doing this podcast. Sweet. Are we gonna get started any fucking time at all with okay, this podcast? Should we, should we record like should we try and record a um like a, a like a hook for you guys like a goblet of wine or something like that I mean, like, that's the goblet of wine that's a goblet of wine that's the major goblet of wine that's okay okay goblet of wine let's do it again that was actually okay so goblet of wine do we have permission to use that in anything that we want? Do you want to yeah, sure, I mean, we're, we're pretty cheap. <laughs> tension after tension. The listeners Maybe. losing their patience. I'm so sorry anyone who tuned in to hear us talking about anything. Talking about of any shit. particular interest. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. But we've already had four shots of tequila, and we've never <laughs> even started talking about the chapter. <laughs> uh, uh, this is good. This, this is good. Great and then, like... goblet of wine. <laughs> goblet of wine. Right, so you play this on your next tour, right? <laughs> Okay. Okay. An yeah, excess of phlegm. An excess of phlegm. Phlegm. Did, did, did anyone ever learn how to say that? as a child? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because my my partner thought it was excess of phlegm, and I thought it was excess of phlegm. But then I, before her, I learned that it was excess of phlegm. I, I remember. I remember, ask, her... I remember asking my mum what this word meant. Yeah. yeah. This is a vivid memory of mine. Uh, yeah, how do you not too, know it from Friends when she's like, "Oh, I've got my sexy phlegm." But it's it's well, because point, you've yeah. never seen it written down. You've written you? down. Yeah, that's, that's true. Because it's so different written down because there's a G, there's an M, they're all in the I'm, fucking wrong order. Like, I couldn't read shit, so, you know, I was it's just true. like, sorry, I was just like, what a word. <laughs> what a word. <laughs> what how, is, do you, how do I spell cat? What is word? <laughs> oh, I had a poor friend at school called, yeah, Rachel, and she pronounced it Hermione. That, my dad yeah, did I that, most, yeah. I think most people did because yeah. no one knows anyone but called she got Hermione. really badly bullied. I mean, she was called Hermione for like a couple of years. <laughs> but I called, I called her Hermione. My dad called it Hermione. Yeah, yeah. Your poor friend. Yeah. Yeah. I know, I was, I was on her side. Yeah. <laughs> so, there's a knock on the barrow door and Molly says that she isn't expecting 
expecting. So Harry and Dumbledore arrive at the burrow. We're leading yeah. on. This is this they chapter leads straight up for the next moment in the in, in the, the broom shed, which is a totally shed. normal place to take an underage yeah. child. Um, <laughs> they were like, this is a safeguarding issue. But that's where, but that's where he starts becoming his father figure. Yeah, and that's like yeah. That's, that's a, I, I Harry's like, I've I lost father pervy. figure number three, so I need yeah. you. You need yeah. a new one. Yeah. So, gotta tap in. If I may interject quickly, what I loved about this book at the time. Mm. was how it was suddenly Dumbledore and Harry because I've always I'd always been yearning for Harry and Dumbledore yeah. for yeah. Dumbledore to not basically blank Harry and be really cryptic and mean the whole yeah. time even on the cover it's the two of them together yeah, we yeah. did it's literally like, oh my god yeah, we literally because Dumbledore's said, the best character in the whole thing yeah, yeah. Like, well, I did just realise and we, so you, yeah. we missed the question your favourite books we missed this somehow oh god oh, yeah sorry one, what's your favourite okay. okay. like Prince is, is Prince is the best by like a country mile in my opinion Crazy. But we've we've had, I think in other interviews we've had debates about this. Yeah, I mean it is Prince, hard. Prince is Prince is just <clears throat> is just the it's just the best. Not for me. Okay. So Not what is about the standards? Goblet. Yes. Yeah. Uh, high five. You know what I love about six and three, and I think what makes them my favorite two books is that you don't get the big chunky Voldemort thing at the end. Mm. It's just fun Throughout. adventure. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. You know, you don't get the like Voldemort's waiting. It's also really convenient that Voldemort waits to the end of the year every time. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, make sure he gets all his nice grades and then I'm going to attack him. Do you know what brings this great, one yeah. down for me, which is such a, a me thing, is how long Ron Hermione have fallen out for because I am such a Ron that is, Hermione that is, is the biggest Ron That Hermione. is the sad bit. That's Those are the, 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 the um, chapters that, that I often skip over. Yeah, it is yeah. a bit of a, it is a bit of a downer. But. They come back stronger than ever. They do, they do, they do. But also, I'm going to be controversial and say, as much as I know that the second book is kind of filler, I kind of love it for how much it sets up. I love the second book. I love the second book. It sets up so much. It does set up so much. We finished it like... The foreshadowing in that book is absolutely insane. So I understand how it feels filler, because it fucking is. Because it sets up, like, the entire seventh book. Yeah, yeah. Essentially. So, yeah, I kind of love the second book. I love the second book. I love every single one of the books. I love every single one. (laughs) Talking about... Talking about going back to the Ron and Hermione relationship please do um, I will never trying, start this chapter trying, and I don't trying, care trying, <laughs> trying, no 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 but I'm trying to tie it into the chapter you don't because, have to it's fine no it's no, fine no, 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 but I am but I, I literally was because I was listening to, listening to the chapter that I'm drunk and we just had moonshine <laughs> I, remember, I was listening to the chapter last night Stephen Fry giving me some good ear, ear candy <laughs> I don't know whatever um, but it's, it's the first time I think really where Ron and Hermione are together yes. when he mm. comes because they they he arrives and Hermione's already there yeah, yeah. True, and yeah. they've already had this time and they're looking at each other like trying to suss out like what's he going to be like with Sirius and I thought that's always an interesting thing because they're not they're a bit like that in the fifth book but so we discussed how they do actually do that in the last two chapters of the fifth book and it's quite yeah. well set up because mm. they were so badly injured at the end of the fifth that mm. they kind of came to the realisation that they are going to become injured or die for Harry. Exactly. And they know that. So they are bonded by that. So when the sixth book starts, they are already bonded by that and already talking about Harry and already having these conversations. And and it's so nice to to allude to those private conversations that they're having. Exactly. And it makes you think, and that's good. That that is good writing. It is fantastic writing the way she's like, they're having eye contact without conversation because we know they're having those conversations. They are... Yeah, as you said, just they, they have realised this humongous thing. Yeah. They're gonna they're up for it. They're gonna die by the yeah. side. Yeah. Yeah. And Nick and I were a bit miffed about how it's like, Oh, we're gonna do this chapter, okay. 
there's better chapters in the book. It's next you can come book. back. And you we'll come, come back, back and cover the, the one you wanted to look. Voldemort's yeah. chapter 20. We, are, we, we need to ask you about this. We are, are so fascinated by, by we, that we have so many choice. questions. Okay. So like but, you but, can <laughs> come back for that because we're just like, why? Why is that my favourite chapter? Because that's No, no, we can You can come back. We'll we'll get to that. But actually, I was revisiting this chapter. I just, I got the book out and I did the audiobook chapter this morning as well. And it's got one of the most wonderful moments in the entire thing, which is Harry going, you know what? I've just found out that they weren't going to sack it off. Yeah, it's mm. beautiful. Me. Like, and, and he goes, no matter what happens to me, no matter what goes on or how fucked everything is, I feel good inside because mm. I know those two are going to stick by myself. Yeah, when he says, when he says, it's the most moving moment, maybe yeah, yeah. of the entire yeah, no, it's it incredible is. that moment. It yeah. is. And what does he say? Like, and that's he's, in this the warmth. So he says, give he says, like, the warmth. I can't remember exactly how, how it's put, but it's yeah. like the warmth of just like suddenly the feeling coming back because he just has them near him mm. in the, on the bed and they're just like fussing over it and it's just like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's making me feel. No, I was making quite, me feel I got quite teary this morning. Yeah, it's a beautiful moment. I was just like lying in bed. Just like with the headphones in, I was just listening to the chapter, and I like I had a, a, an actual Hollywood single role. <laughs> I, th- I think, it, I, I think it's great. the fact that he was still. I'm skipping around. I'm sorry, guys. I think it's the fact that he was still shocked over the fact that they would support him in that way that made yeah. me really emotional. I absolutely yeah. agree. It's one of the most moving parts of the book because however long it's been five years now of him actually having friends and actually having a found family and him having these mm. people that care for him, he's still shocked over people that want to love him. That's what makes this book so good is that it bridges the gap between the teenage and the adult. It and that's does. where it really yeah. starts turning because we grew up with these, I, well, I mean, we grew up this, with these books kind of as, as at the same age. And so for it suddenly to get to this point where it was starting to become, the themes were becoming much more adult and it was, and that was, a, this is a special moment. In, he's mm. re-met with his friends and he's, and the book, the, I mean, the chapter is a setup chapter. Yeah, it's like it's, the chapter is like he's re in, he's been put back into the the wizarding world after being with his with auntie and uncle for month, for like six weeks or whatever, mm. and to finally see his friends again. And, and that, that's such an adult theme to, to it touch is. On. And, and it used to give me huge anxiety. I remember reading in the book at the time vividly, the clock. What did, what would it say that they were in? in oh, mortal, mortal, mortal peril. peril. Yeah, yeah. Mortal yeah. peril. That that gave me huge anxiety. And obviously, yeah, yeah. it's it's quite funny. This clock is saying mortal peril, and then he's, tra- but then Arthur's traveling for a bit. Mm, yeah, and, yeah, and, and then, then he goes back. And then he's back into mortal peril. Mortal peril. Yeah. But um, it reminds me a lot of having your work email on when you're like out of hours. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's still mortal peril. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're but, still, anytime it is on, you're like, oh, doom is imminent. But I'm on the tube now, so I can't answer. Ha ha. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then back but into mortal peril. But even that's a bit more of a, a, a more advanced joke, isn't it? Well, it's exactly. More, the, yeah. the, and, 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 and you you have a genuine build-up of anxiety around this point, reading this mm. reading these books. And you are feeling a bit adult and grown up. Yeah. It's, it's, you're 15, it's, it, 16, you're, yeah. Yeah, and it's like mortal peril is around every corner when you're that age. Yeah. And, you know, and to, and to have that little click moment with Harry at that point, to go... Oh, they're in it with me, though. Mm. Yeah. It's all good. And it's, on that yeah. note, this chapter is so much more horny than anything else we've ever read. Yeah, yeah. We, so let's get on. We will make the slightest <laughs> thing horny. 
No, no, no. We don't have to. We don't have to. Well, Harry, no, no, but, no, no, but I'm saying I video. will in general make anything horny, but I don't. I don't have to. I have not a single horny note in this oh, entire chapter because it's, <laughs> it's right there in the text. Right there in text. You don't so, need to. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's yeah. horny so for they, itself. Yeah. They arrive at the burrow. Molly says she wasn't expecting them until morning, which, like, why? Tonks is there and she looks fucking miserable. Okay, but why wasn't Molly expecting them until morning? How long were they going to take with Slughorn? Till yeah, six yeah. o'clock? Yeah. What, kind of, what kind of thruple were they, were they sort of <laughs> engaging with? with uh... White. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're <laughs> getting it. What kind of tricks was Harry going to have to... Yeah. With yeah. Slughorn? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Do, you think, do you think it's vaguely implied that Slughorn was a bit diddly? Like this, okay. So we okay, had this, so we had this discussion. We had this episode. conversation last episode in okay. that, like, Slughorn is very clearly like queer coded in that he was wearing like lilac silk pajamas yeah, with course, a maroon yeah, yeah. velvet yeah. dress, but also gown. like, and he had his favorite with his crystal yeah, pineapple, also, and he yes. called Lily vivacious. Mm. Yeah, but like J.K. Rowling in general has this really nasty habit of like one. Okay, there's two ways that you can tell if someone is like a villain in Harry Potter. One, yeah. they're queer coded in that they seem a bit, you know. But Slughorn's not a, a villain, is he? But he's, he's very, very grey. He's the most grey out of all He's characters. the most grey out of all of them, which is, makes him kind of interesting. No, oh, he's, he's the best. He's, he's one of my favourite characters. Character. But like either they're queer coded and or they're like unattractive. Right. So okay. JK Rowling opens on this character of Slughorn as this like fat, unattractive, middle-aged, queer coded man. And mm -hmm. you immediately know that he's going to be morally grey. Where's but the queer coding in the description in that? The premise? lilac pyjamas and the... Yeah, and the, and the general way that he's, that he's yeah. very like precious about like having his like very specific things but this runs throughout harry potter in general and i like i say this as like a queer person where it's like you know the umbridge is described as like very masculine and unattractive yeah. voldemort is described as very like feminine. feminine in fact the only person that we have in the entire series that kind of breaks this rule of like queer coded unattractiveness being equated to being evil is Hagrid. Good. Mm. And, you know, people can say, yes, this is the the exception that makes the rule. I have my own theories about whether Hagrid the entire time was intended to be evil and was changed at the last minute. But yeah, Hagrid is the kind of only exception. Normally when you have a character that is described as unattractive or queer-coded, they're normally evil. But yeah, so we open on Slughand. I'd never, I'd slug never thought about it that way. That's, that's, wow. It's, yeah, it's pretty, like... That's pretty okay. When you realise it, you're I, like, I, I oh, must say, no. I must say the Hagrid thing, I don't, I don't know about that. I don't yeah. know if uh, the Hagrid seems like a pretty, like... That's quite a rogue to say he would have maybe been intended to be evil. To be evil yeah. because he doesn't fit I, that rule. I he think was that she... I don't know if she'd done that intentionally. Yeah, I so we have like an entire season eight planned where we're discussing separate things, and okay. one of them I want to discuss an entire thing on Hagrid because as much as it breaks my heart, I do kind of think that she got at least halfway through intending Hagrid to be a bad guy. Halfway through the series, yes. Why? Because of a lot of the ways that one he's coded in terms of sexuality and also in terms of appearance, like literally any other bad guy we have is like they were unattractive and they were like they kind of deviated from oh, their gender that's, 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 that's maybe a little pattern seeking though because yes absolutely, absolutely because tom, tom riddle is, is supposed to be an incredibly attractive 
boys. But also, there's like, a lot of feminine things that are also like attributed to Voldemort. Like, oh right, I see. Feminine things around, like the way he spoke, like the the kind of structure of his face, things like that. But, it but yeah, absolutely. And this, it, he could be the exception that breaks the rule. But also, I'm kind of like. The thing, okay, this is like tangenting in a whole other thing, but the thing that we have throughout the Harry Potter series is this really built up thing about James Potter experienced this massive betrayal with Peter Pettigrew. Mm. And we kind of have it built up that, you know, this is what James went through. Harry is also going to go through like a similar level betrayal. And then it gets to the seventh book and it's like it's kind of wimped out of like he doesn't get betrayed. Like all through the books, we kind of have this echoing thing of like mm. James was betrayed. Harry's going to get betrayed. Why He's Ron, all the same. But this, but this but is... But like, no, but I right. think Hagrid. Oh, so, I see. You know, because Hagrid the entire way... Well, through, Hagrid was the accidental antagonist of book one yeah. in the way that he like, was the one that accidentally so told Voldemort. There's so many Hagrid accidentally lets information slip yeah. and he's, you know, he's he's coded as queer he's and described yeah. like unattractively. So like there's certain theories online and there's kind of like a compiled list of evidence that at some point Hagrid was going to be the, the one to portray Harry. And then... Probably, I reckon, around book six, I reckon J.K. Rowling lost her nerve and was like, I can't do it. But she had it all figured out, though. She had it all figured out She had the Horcruxes figured out, definitely, but I don't feel that she had everything. But even, it's it's down to Mm. the fact, like, Hagrid was the one that carried him to Voldemort Which is a beautiful parallel. It's It's really incredible. It's beautiful, but I don't know whether that was maybe originally planned and then she got right to the end of it and she was like, I can't do it. I cannot. Well, yeah, I mean, thank God she didn't. Yeah. suck. Yeah, that would be, be awful. <laughs> Trust me, when I say terrible. that it's my theory, I don't want it. I want Voldemort yeah. to be hurt. I want Hagrid, sorry, not Voldemort. But, but, but there isn't the parallel that Hagrid carries Harry's the same way dead he body. Yeah. Ca- carried the baby. Yeah, like, it's, it's a yeah, beautiful, yeah, yeah. beautiful parallel. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely see that. But also, I. Sorry, also... you already said that, didn't you? Just like. Kind of we've said it mul- no but she's said yeah. it like it's just yeah. a really beautiful parallel like, yeah. yeah so like I, trust me when I say I don't want this to be real I don't but also I can completely see the way that every other queer coded and like and I say this like unattractive character is you know sure. typically a villain and this this goes to JK's like modern disgusting politics but I just think that it kind of carries through in the theme of Hagrid is the one that defies this Sure. And it kind of carries through, but yeah, this kind of goes back to the original point of Slughorn is that he is coded as queer and coded as this like unattractive man. So we immediately know before we know anything about him, he's he's this unattractive queer guy. So we can you know, given everything else she's written, we're like, okay, this is a morally gay, gray character, and it's disgusting. It but, shouldn't be written that way, but, but I, it is. But I think. This is why Slughorn is one of both of our favourite characters. Yeah, because he's brilliant. Because in previous books to this, characters are either good or bad. Rita's yeah, Peter is bad. Totally. Umbridge is bad. And you never yeah. know till... I mean, but you. I guess you do find out at the end that Slughorn is actually good. Well, good. Because he comes back to fight. But even at this point, you know he's yeah, yeah, yeah. he's good. He's True. he's not on Voldemort's side. No, he isn't. Yeah. And I, but, but isn't that it's good, it's good to have a grey character? It is. It? It's fantastic. Yeah. And that's why he's one of our yeah. favourite characters. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But like, he's also, incredible. Dumbledore is incredibly gay. <laughs> 
I meant to say grey and it came out as gay, but either of Same point. difference? Same um, difference, but like, yeah, he's also like, Dumbledore is a morally grey character who is also a gay character, like J.K. Rowling. Would just... you say that Dumbledore's morally grey? Yes! yes. Oh my God. Have you read the books? But he's like the, he's like the shining force of like until love. he's not and until he's uh, until he raises say, like, Harry for Harry a pig a... to slaughter. Yeah, but he oh, right, of course, ultimately but... he's the Aslan, he's the Jesus, he's yeah. The... But aren't he's, all he's, he's of those Gandalf. Gray characters? Isn't Gandalf the yeah, isn't I mean... Gandalf Grey and isn't Aslan Grey? Like yeah. Well, isn't Jesus but, but, isn't God Grey? Yes, yeah. exactly. But that wasn't, all... wasn't didn't, didn't can't. can't can't we say that Dumbledore saw far enough ahead, played the chessboard well enough that he knew that that Harry was going to win? Yeah, yeah, but it it goes down to the whole what is great it, good. The, no, no, but like the like is it like the tram line things where it's like either it will hit someone or it will hit three people if yeah. you like push the thing, sure. which has admittedly just been debunked by like train drivers being like just swap the thing halfway through and it will hit neither of them. Sure, yeah, yeah. But like, of course you know that. Please, Karen, please don't. <laughs> okay, carry on with the tram analogy. I love trains. <laughs> no, but like, it's, it's that whole, it's that choice, isn't it? It's, sure. it's for the greater good. That's what makes a morally grey character, is it's the choice between the, the I would just good. say is it's just quite an extreme to call him morally grey. Do you just not cause... think that Dumbledore's morally grey? He he takes this literal child, this baby, that he dumps on a doorstep with no more than a letter, not even a face-to-face conversation. Just like, okay, you gotta raise him so that he can die at the right time. I, th- I think you're being, I think you're being <laughs> connected with the detail there. I think. Oh because, no, we are. That's because hard. Yeah. because I think ultimately on on paper, he's 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 the good guy. I think that he's the good guy on the first reading and not on the second. Okay. I do agree that he is the ultimate good guy and without him, Harry wouldn't have defeated exactly, Voldemort. Exactly, that's the thing. This that's is the, the thing. Gandalf ha- thing. Harry is so good, he wouldn't have defeated Voldemort because Harry cannot stand for anyone to die. And we learn through the books that that is not the right standpoint because yeah. if you allow no one to die, then evil wins. Yeah. But uh, then on the other hand, we have... Dumbledore who we've talked about in the last few chapters basically there's this moment where it's basically implied in the text that he allows like Emmeline Vance to die yeah 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 and he very clearly ropes Ron and Hermione in to the whole thing knowing that they might die because they are the backups if Harry dies of course and that's fine because that allows that means that Voldemort can die and he's allowed those backups but that makes him morally grey in the way that he is allowing these innocent brackets people to die but that counteracts harry's thing this is where the whole thing is like harry's the gray one isn't he harry's Harry's the the gray one one. harry's the most gray one in the way he says that he's like people are dying for me it's like no bitch people are dying because they have their own personal beef dumbledore's only doing everything to defeat voldemort like you say for the greater i mean obviously for the greater good in this context is is loaded because of of the of, of book seven of book seven and all that shit. But it is literally for the you know for the defeat of Voldemort. He's, do, he's not doing it. He's not doing it to endanger Harry. He's doing it because he knows that Harry's made this choice. I mean, yeah. Dumbledore hasn't made this choice. But it's for the Harry. other people he's putting in danger. But that's why we love Dumbledore, even though we think he's morally great. Of course, because, because he's he's the, he's the chess master. He's yeah. the, he's Gandalf. He's the guy who's because Harry would have never pieces. have done it without him. It's God and the devil. Yeah, it's basically exactly that. It's exactly that. It's God and the devil. Yeah, it's it's. it's and would you say that God was morally grey? Yeah, against the devil. 
Exactly, yeah. He is. Okay, well then but that, that comes down to semantics then, I suppose. Because in, 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 in essence, God is good and the devil is bad. Because Harry is implied to be the all good because he won't allow anyone to die. But at the end mm. of the day, that might be bad because in allowing no one person to die, he allows multiple people to but die. But Harry's also Harry got darkness also very, in him as well. Harry also, has darkness in it. That's the whole point of the saga, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. But it's, it's Harry fighting... It's, it, I mean, it's Luke Skywalker. It's the Harry fighting the dark side and Harry fighting, you know, it's, yeah. it's about the light side and the dark side. And he has he the chooses. light and the dark within him. Exactly. He has both of them in, within him. So Tonks is here and she's sad yeah, for the she's first time ever. Because she, she loves the loops. And you can tell she's yeah. sad because she has mousy hair. But like, <laughs> I just, yeah, I just, I honestly, I hate this storyline so much. It's like one that we have. Women are depressed when they don't but dye like, their hair. I know, but like, yeah, because like, if anything, when I'm depressed, I do dye my hair. But like, I don't know, it's just the concept of like Tonks, who is just this fantastic character. It's also so out of left field. Yeah. Like, okay, so I'm... it's like the whole like loop in Tonks love story is just like you don't hear a fucking word about it until you just have Tonks, this brilliant character, being depressed as fuck about it. And it's just like you're right, it's very lazily written, that bit. It yeah. It's so lazily it's written. It's just, like, repeatedly added in there as, like, oh, is she depressed about her cousin dying? In fact, in no, fact, she's depressed about the dick that she isn't getting, like... Yeah, in fact, during this whole book, she's a bit of a... It's a bit of a... Bad. Yeah. It's a badly written bit. Which it's a really badly written bit. Yeah. And the only real backstory that you get for Tonks is just about her, like, pying after some man. And it's just, like, she's more It's a really badly and written Steve, bit. And to go to the audiobook version, Stephen Fry's... Dowdy northern beer. accent he gives her. Yeah, it's just yeah. crazy. Watch her, Harry. <laughs> Watch her, Harry. Yeah. She's just yeah. downtrodden and northern. <laughs> and sad and God northern. forbid someone be northern, is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's just, it just feels very like, okay, she's, yeah. Yeah. She's sad now. One dimension. The mousy hair and the northern accent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So because she doesn't want to depress everyone else, she leaves. So Harry <laughs> then <laughs> Harry then sits down. <laughs> Crookshanks arrives, which yeah. tells us that Hermione is there. Which Why? Brings, okay, which brings us... I was going to explain the context. You, we multiple times have brought up the fact that Hermione is where she needs to be for plot reasons, not for the fact that she actually has parents who apparently love her reasons. Yeah. It has canonically it's, been two weeks. It's really frustrating. It's been, at this point, yeah. she's already been there a couple of days. Therefore, she's gotten a week and a half into her summer holidays. And been like, bye, Bear mom and dad, she doesn't, yeah. she doesn't oh, see her parents oh, the entire year. But I think her parents know what time it is at this point. You know, I don't think she do. I I I think she do. I think she do. Me no think she do. I think she's explained. I think she's explained to her parents. You know, stuff's going down right now. I think uh, the opposite. And I need to be in the Wizarding World. I what think you... she's lying to them at this point. Okay. And when she goes home for the two weeks at Christmas in this book, that's when she finally tells them the truth. Nice. So nice. I think at this point she's okay. just continuously lying to them, continuously lying and saying like, I just need to go, and they've been like fine whatever like they're kind of angry at her and then she finally goes home for christmas in the book this book which is the first time she's gone home for christmas since book one mm. is it really and she nice. yeah, yeah and she Good. finally tells them everything and that's tragic because six months later she has to erase their memories yeah yeah but like i just it breaks Ship my heart that it's she like they mm. have had such little time with her since like even book two book two book two 
and then like this book she's like home for a week and a half and then she's just like I'm, I'm going to Ron's for six and, Ron's and a half like hang out with the boy that I fancy for like most of the summer when you've not seen me in like an entire year like it's so cringeworthy because well I don't think that they're happy about her being no. away but I yeah. think she is doing she needs to be in amongst the fray she does I mean she does for the plot convenience of Harry not having to explain the same things twice yeah. But it's like the thing is like Ron is given so much backstory and then like characters like Hermione are just given like nothing and I just like and even I think it because we throughout the books kind of get this thing of like Harry and Hermione almost being like brother and sister. Yeah. And I almost think that if you had included that the Grangers were awful, almost like abusive, toxic, neglectful parents, it would have strengthened that bond between them. Mm. But rather than actually using that as like a plot device to explain why Hermione was so absent to her parents, it's just like, oh, she's just uh not yeah, you, there. I always I always took um Umbridge with that mm. aspect of um very good uh, uh, umbrage. Uh, there we go. Um, with the, with that relationship, because they seem so sweet and lovely and supportive. Mm. They do. And the idea that I don't know, perhaps there's she's she's got a little bit of shame about them, or you're completely right. It's a completely missed opportunity. The fact that she wasn't able to write in something a little edgier yeah. or, a little, it, it, or a little less condescending I think to the I idea mean, of these parents who are just nice supporting, supportive parents yeah. yeah, and it's a missed opportunity in book 7 where it's already one of my personal like saddest most heart wrenching moments when Hermione has to explain to Harry that she's wiped her parents yeah. memories mm. and it's horrible but can you imagine how much more impactful that would have been if we had been even given the crumbs a fraction of like the backstory to Hermione's yeah. parents, the relationship with Hermione's parents. And it would have strengthened her and Harry's relationship if it was like, okay, both of our like parental figures are shit. This is going to be something that we bond over. Versus Hermione just being like, oh yeah, I've ditched my parents yet again. We were supposed to go skiing. I've ditched them again. It, it makes no sense and also lacks any impact. It's well, just like, but though, if I, can, if I can counter that with a, with a mm. secondary thought there, if Hermione's parents had been awful caretakers like the, like the Dursleys, then it would have been a bit of a sort of a double, yeah, you know, an overlap. And then secondly, that one moment where she has to wipe her lovely, sweet, kind of doting quite parents' clueless. memory, yeah. clu quite clueless. Yeah. Actually, that's a real source of pathos you would miss. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I do, I do agree. I just it so you're was, you're saying that it would in reinforce her character more rather than just kind of ignore her backstory. Yeah, Whereas exactly. Ron gets it's, all the it's gets the all lack the, of it's the lack of it's the gets. lack of anything. It's like the fact that her parents just are these like really like passive non-existent. But I guess they're muggles. She, like, they're, they're muggles they're, they're, as well. Which like, is kind of, it's they got, perfect though. But they're yeah. still like people, and it's like so That's many true. times they're she's supposed to go like muggles are still people. Guys, we are all still people. Yeah, but like This is the point of the story. We are all still humans. But like she's supposed to go skiing with them and she drops out and they're apparently just fine with that. And at this point she's like 13, 14 and 16. you know, this point like in this, like she is there for like a week and a half. Like imagine if you went to boarding school and you went yeah. back to your parents for like a week and a half and then said, I'm going to go stay with this random guy. I think sadly like, that's for people who go to public school education. That's kind of a lot of those people's lives are a bit like Oh that. no, 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 I mean, no, no. Like trust me, like I used to work with a bunch of private school kids that didn't go to private school. But like trust me, I know but also like 
at least then that would be part of her character instead of oh, just Oh, but I think it's character like... strengthening that she's she's completely without context. She's just a strong, independent character. If she and was she, a and man... She is, she, it should be called Hermione Granger, the series should be called Hermione yeah, Granger. Yeah, but if she, she, she was a man, I would agree, yeah. but I just, it frustrates me that we get so much context of Harry and Ron. Yeah. And then it's sure. just like Hermione, it's just like, her parents? Oh, sh- fuck their characters. It is, like, it is it is odd you're not how wrong, little you're not time they spend. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just that it's, we don't, they never me, get a line. Yeah, for no. me it's like a gendered thing where it's just like, because it's this female character that gets no backstory. If she was another like male character, I, I could forgive it more, but to me it just comes across as like J.K. Rowling just being like, women don't need backstories. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. I think I mean, it's her like internalized like misogyny that she's just like, oh, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah. she's a woman, you know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But that, that, that aside, which I, I don't think I disagree with you, I, that aside, I think it is quite powerful mm. that she is just Hermione. Yeah. And she's yeah. the fixer and she's there cleaning up all these clueless. Boys yeah. mess the entire time. Yeah. yeah, No one seems to know anything about. I do. Hermione and Hermione is just like, She's I like am one. the best, yeah. and you are all trash. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. do agree. Like, it's you know, Hermione is one of my all-time favorite characters, and that's part of it because, like, growing up, you as like a like bossy twelve-year-old, you're just like, who am I going to look up to? It's Hermione. It's Hermione. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But it's it's only when you got older that you're just like, mm, should she have been? Dealing with all of that as like a fourteen-year-old, like, yeah. Mm, yeah. I also think another aspect of, of not addressing her parents, which is quite useful and an interesting parallel with a lot of a lot of storytelling, where you leave out anything that isn't to do with the exact world you're writing for. The Dursleys are incredibly two-dimensional and awful, and you mm. don't. After mm. the first few books, you don't really spend any time with them. And I like that you don't spend any time with Hermione's parents because. This is about the, the magical. This is about yeah. the wizarding mm. world. It's yeah. true. They, That's they what are, I was saying they earlier. Are they are muggles. To, they're muggles. They're muggles. They're literally yeah. like they have you, the, no. Part at what of time do muggles have a three-dimensional part in this story? No. Yeah. Really, throughout, it's, there are very few. So the yeah. Yeah. Have, and a good whoever. parallel there is with the Sopranos. I don't know how well you know that, but the Sopranos. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> okay, but, yeah. oh, actually, no, don't do it again. No, oh, but but the, the, just just quickly the. The gangsters are all inc- anyone in- involved in the world of, of gangsters in the Sopranos are beautifully written three dimensional characters. And if you're not a part of the f- Italian mafia family, you are this sort of suburban, yeah, boring middle class, very two dimensional, awful, yeah. hardly yeah. written I'm- character. Yeah. It's actually, it's kind of almost like an artist sort of sketching the background deliberately thinly yeah. in order for the main ingredients yeah. to yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I wrote down soup bread because Charlie's going to make a joke about this. I love soup. Don't make a joke about it. I actually hadn't had that as a note, but yes, her, her, I almost called you actually Hermione there. <laughs> Hannah loves soup, but also I did have a note about like Harry's like just somehow lack of ability to wait for food to cool down. I know. I know. Like, he's like, My he always burns burning. his mouth. He's I'm like, like my throat is burning. It's like, Boy, just, just wait till your fucking food and just blow on it yeah yeah you're, a, you're literally a wizard like yeah. <laughs> stop burning your mouth you silly bollocks yeah um, he's just like oh and then she asked me a question but like I already had the like lava hot soup down my throat it's like blow on it you absolute <laughs> I mean 
we literally yeah. we have a running joke throughout the podcast that Harry is a dumb bitch to the point that's on our merchandise because yeah. Harry is Harry so is a basic stupid. basic basic child yeah he's <laughs> so dumb he's so dumb but that's why she can't... wrote him as a blank she wrote him as a as a completely blank yeah yeah vehicle, yeah he's your, your, you put yourself so you in so you put him. yourself in yeah, including yeah. yes absolutely all Sometimes the time I, I swallow soup and I'm like that was <laughs> my throat is burning but Mrs Weasley is like Harry's throat burning is a great opportunity for him to t- for me to tell him about the promotion my husband has got yeah. which I led me that, to yeah, think yeah. that no one has asked her about her life <laughs> and it's very clear that no one has ever said Molly how are you how's your well. life yeah, because she that. literally waits for Harry's throat to be burning but she's like oh <laughs> yeah. they've got promotion but she's also like she does it brilliantly because she clearly wants to gossip about Slughorn which like giant yeah. mood she's like what do you think about Slughorn yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, me too. yeah, yeah. 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 He's uh, kind of a bit of a weird character, isn't she? Isn't he? Eat oh, soup, and also, also, yeah. like, yeah. Whilst you're swallowing that soup, uh, <laughs> Mr. My husband right. got a promotion. Like, yeah, it's, also, it's so can we well done. Onion soup. French onion. French onion soup. French onion soup. But everyone's digging so hard on it. No, onion but like soup. honestly, I read when, this chapter when Arthur just like, gets in, I... it's like, ooh, onion soup. Like, everyone's really jazzed about the onion soup. <laughs> I Sounds live and really die for onions, raw onions, cooked onions. I don't care how onions are. I love. I'm I an know, onion I, gal. I would agree. Okay. Onions are more of an accompaniment than the main deal. No, no, no. For me, anything tastes of onion. Is a classic. Onion soup. It is a classic. I think. I think that, that people are going like they're getting really enthusiastic about this onion soup. Yeah. I feel like you googled before you came here, like. Onion soup. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I'm I'm vaguely aware of onion soup. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Weasley's been promoted. To, yeah. what's and his new like, position? What's his new position? Does anyone remember his new head position? Of the, like, head of the head of the. It's to do with yeah, yeah. magic being misused. You just looked at your notes. And it's not allowed to talk. Artifacts. Misuse of magical artifacts. No, that's his original. Yeah, it's misuse of like dark object. Yeah, it's not. Is not a catchy job title. No. Uh, However, Nick, can you remember? Is no, can I know? I actually, <laughs> oh, I was I actually you were trying. I was trying. Yeah. I was trying to remember last night when I heard it. I was like, I, I was listening to the podcast, and I was like, I'm going to remember that. Gone. It's no, it's gone. gone. Is that uncatchy? Yeah. It's not a big. Also, Will and I were talking earlier about how shit Mr. Weasley's Muggle knowledge is. Like his, the fact that his. Oh, we actually talked about it for so long that we suddenly were like. Oh, hold on. We've got to we save this. We be talking about this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because we've got it all this out. This is what you... Like, you kept like, arriving. You arrived and you were like, stop talking about that. We need to talk about it on the mic. Yeah, yeah, stop yeah, talking about it. We need to talk about it on the mic. And then yeah. the minute the mic start rolling, we just start talking about sort of... Life. Misgendering things. And, you know. <laughs> we need to be talking about how Arthur cannot, for some reason, figure out anything, anything. to do with yeah. the science of... How human, like how muggles have figured out. I mean, out his how his, like, his entire uh, his entire job is like, muggles. Yeah, and yeah. he still doesn't know how to say electricity or policeman. And the guy yeah. obviously doesn't know shit. Okay. Well, no. this, the reason the reason this came he's up saying, was because what, what his, is muggle his studies? code word in this chapter for coming or his, his like his password or whatever for Molly is. His how life's airplanes? work is, yeah, how is how airplanes. Okay, do you stay know up? how airplanes stay up? I don't. I don't. Well. Uh, Aerodynamics. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that no, that's, that's bad. True. No, bad. No, 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 no. That's, that's a very we... good point because I don't know how. Okay. Exactly. Well, okay. I could. We could. We could Google it. We could go to the library and get a textbook. 
we could fig- we could we could give a between nice the four of us we could work yeah, yeah, yeah. it if that was just, if this was our life work which it is his <laughs> muggles yeah. yeah then yeah. you would have figured it out yeah, like, yeah. okay this, i mean he's this, literally made a given car that, fly like, Wikipedia so, is a thing. he's made a car fly yeah yeah like, like man's not put him on bt yet like if he just knew <laughs> yeah. that like google even bing was the thing he would be fine but I did actually have like a semi-intelligent point to make about you this. You and then that. So essentially, Mr. Weasley's new job is about finding like Muggle artifacts. I mean, or like not even Muggle artifacts, just like artifacts that have been made to be more magical than they are. You know, like yeah. various and protective it's, it's, things that are actually not actually that protective. Amulets, the like. As if you know, in a global pandemic, people would start selling PPE that actually didn't work. Shabang! Ah, the many ways in which this book we can relate back to the actual global pandemic that we are currently going through. But yeah, so like they're essentially saying these things, oh, this charm will protect you from COVID. Oh, sorry. I mean, the Death Eaters. And it's like genuinely as flawed as JK Rowling is. She's a horrific human being. But like the fact that she essentially predicted this, that humanity is that vile that they would start selling profiteering of, of yeah um, yeah profiteering of, of people's this. fear yeah but that's that's the sort of that's the reality when when horror comes people start profiteering of it and that's yeah. why that's why the country is fucked <laughs> 4.2 billion pounds to random people who don't make PPE yeah. yeah let's give them money why don't we do that that's a good idea <laughs> this is um, on your, your next album yeah, yeah, yeah this yeah. is the new song it's called yeah PPE. <laughs> so um, this is this is the stage in which we finished making a record, and now we're building. You know, this is this is from the gra- very much yeah, from yeah, the yeah, ground yeah, up, yeah. and this is where it begins. Yeah, yeah. you've gone past acoustics podcast. to just full just making up as you go along. Yeah, making up a Harry Potter weird. Yeah. Song. But these are the whispers of the next record. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just slightly bothered me always. His lack of it or any of wizards lack of ability to get their head round muggle clothing like just just the idea of science being you you wouldn't you wouldn't i mean why wouldn't you be absolutely fascinated as to why these poor creatures that don't possess the power of magic yeah like how they've managed to do these wonderful magical things yeah you think you'd want to wrap your head around that yeah to be honest since 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 the books have been written i think human technology like muggle technology has probably overtaken like, like yeah. a lot of the things yeah that they, i mean we literally have got iphones yeah she wrote uh, nice. we've got a, i think you can find a web three now <laughs> she wrote it ow sorry she wrote it in an age where like muggle technology was just at the cusp of overtaking what wizards could actually realistically yeah. do yeah. with magic or like the same level well, so that, you don't yeah. say avada kedavra to kill someone that's, make that's, it snappy. Make it's it quite snappy. a mouthful. Yeah, I mean, just make yeah, it yeah, yeah, yeah. You just pull yeah. Just pull <laughs> get better at your job. Die. What? I, I was. I read something about someone wrote the other day about how Avada Kedavra was how Abra Abra Kedavra is mm. something that people over the years have misheard. That's why she made it Avada Kedavra. Is that like the Muggles have misheard yeah. people saying Avada Kedavra like, and made Ab- Abra Kedavra is like yeah. this Dumb. childish thing. But that's kind of a cool idea. No, though, no, she's it? not done. That's beautiful. Isn't that they, cool? They, like, they've heard that the Muggles have heard, heard 
people uh, saying as if like abracadabra. people are dying on that regular thing like that this now often they're abracadabraing that the maybe going, abracadabra like yeah. well, that's no. kind of cool i kind no, no, of it's like that. a mishearing of cool. the so, I think that's, a beautiful so that's the one spell that they miss here it's not expelliarmus it's not <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, because the o- no, because the only spell that you would Stupefy. dare to do in front of a muggle is killing someone else. I kind of like that. And then yeah. how do they get away if Harry's the one that survives it? Oh no, I mean Avada Kedavra. We're talking, you know, in centuries of, into the past. Yeah, yeah. like centuries into the past. Like that's nothing why to do with Harry. Yeah. is like something that's inbuilt into. Like, I get that. I like yeah, that. I like, like that. A cool like, idea. I think it's beautiful. Yeah, I really like that. Fine. all right guys and that is where we are going to cut it off with flight this audio file we recorded for nearly four hours um and this is about halfway through us chatting and this episode is already at an hour 10 so i think that is a good place to stop and we will do the second half of this chapter in the following episode which will be in two weeks time all flights links will be below to their music and their social media pages if you want to check them out which we would really recommend as we said we love their music and they're clearly big harry potter fans like listen to the points they made in this hope you guys enjoyed this episode sorry we're splitting a chapter in two but you guys always say you love it when we go into depth and tangents so here is a hell of a lot of that now into the normal outro for listening to this episode of Goblet of Wine. To find us on social media, search at Goblet of Wine Pod on Twitter or at Goblet of Wine Podcast on Instagram. We also have a website over at www.gobletofwine.co.uk where you can keep up with everything that we do. This podcast is produced by our wonderful Hufflepuff tier patrons. Yolanda, Wes, Samuel, Nick, Lewis, Layla, Catherine, Gillian, Becca, Ashley, Emily and Alexia. If you'd like to support this podcast, check out our Goblet of Wine Patreon, where you can also gain access to bonus episodes, behind-the-scenes content, and our Discord. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, and we'll see you in the next one. Bye! Bye.